It is the very first episode of 2019 of the Mr. Warren Hayes Show. And I am Mr. Warren Hayes himself, and this is my raw recap of the January 7th edition of Monday Night Raw. WWE programming. Guys, guys, gals, friends, countrymen, wherever your country may be, country women. It's so good to have you. Thank you very much for popping in. I took it relatively easy during the holidays. Well, I mean, you know, when during during Christmas and New Year's, we had a lot of people coming over here at Warren Hayes headquarters. HHQ, WHHQ. We had a lot of people coming over. So it kind of felt awkward to me. You know, it's like, no, I got to turn on the TV. You got to sit down and take notes. You got to watch my pretend fighting. They got to take notes because I got to go online. It's not because I miss. Uh, I didn't want to do it. That's because I didn't want to share some time with y'all. I did a bit. You know, I weaved my way into it. I did a, uh, a stream on December 26th, recapping Raw and SmackDown. I did my usual stuff over at Fightful Select. It's a brand new year. It's a brand new year, which also means brand new stuff for the Warren Hayes Show. Because as of today, as of this episode right here, ladies and gentlemen, the Warren Hayes Show will now be available in audio format as an actual true-to-form podcast that you can use, that you can listen to, I mean, on your favorite podcasting application. Yes! And I mean, we're getting there. I'm on my way. I'm heading over to, you know, spreading wide and large. But as of right now, if you head on over to Mr. Warren Hayes, all one, one, one word, one bit, one thing, mrwarrenhayes.podbeam.com, you'll have access to my podcast in audio form. So if, if, if for some reason you're, uh, you know, it's it's better for you to like listen uh, uh, to a downloaded file on your commute or perhaps while you're doing the dishes, perhaps while you're having a nice steamy hot shower. Then you can listen to my voice there and you and you don't have to put up with all these wacky mannerisms that I do, you know, like this move here, which I do every week. You know, that move, that nervous tick I have. And so I'll be spreading out the uh, the podcast on all sorts of different platforms uh, as we move along. But man, this is really exciting, and I'm really glad. And there, you know, I've mentioned it on Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes, and people have already have already tweeted back to me saying this is fantastic, Warren. This will be the best way for me to 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 to, to follow your stuff. And that makes me happy. That's what I want. I just want to be able. You know, ultimately, I want people to listen to me. <laughs> you know, because my kids don't, my parents don't. <laughs> and like Fretzelmania in the chat says, I, you'll be able to, you'll be able to listen to me at work without having to minimize that embarrassing window. But uh, point, uh, important point, this is not going to change my routine. I'm still going to come on YouTube and I'm still going to do the live streams. And that'll be like, if you want to be, uh, front row center, you want to make sure that you're that you're the first to get to the Warren Hayes content. Well, you keep doing what you're doing. After Raw, after SmackDown, I'll be right here. So that's that's cool stuff. That's cool stuff. And I talked about the chat. I want to thank everyone who's in the live chat this evening. We have Chris, Kristen Ashley, who is the 
uh, editor-in-chief over at Diva Dirt. Always glad to see her. Fretzelmania, KNH, Graham. Good to see you, Graham. Joe Cook, Kevin Carroll. Some cool faces. John Baez who's in here as well. I'm so glad that you guys decided to join in live. And if you're not joining in live, thank you nonetheless. Nonetheless, very, very much appreciated to watch if you're watching this at your own leisure on YouTube or on the audio. And the best way that you can support the show really is to subscribe. If you if you want to if you want to uh, sub to the channel here on YouTube, that's fantastic. If you prefer to sub over on Podbean, Mr. Warren Hayes dot podbean.com that podbeam it's podbean.com uh, and subscribe there that helps tremendously it helps tons tons and you know the 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 thumbs ups and the the reviews and the the sharing out the streams and telling people how cool i am did you notice how cool this sweater is i got this sweater over the holidays it's a it's a sparse uh, forest scene where you have elk, you have uh, 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 um, uh, pine trees, you have mountains. It's, it's, it's like the tundra, the taiga up north. This is what it looks like. Um, don't worry, Ke uh, Kevin, I, I got your back. Even though you barely watched Raw, I watched the whole damn thing. We'll be able to talk about it. But before we actually get into it, as usual, just want to remind you, tomorrow night is Tuesday, SmackDown Live, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your boy pops up right back here on SmackDown. That's right. Your boy pops up right here on, uh, uh, on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes to do the SmackDown Live recap show. So that's always a good, good time. On Wednesday, I head on over to FightfulSelect.com to do my 205 Live NXT recap show. Uh, Fightful Select, of course, the premium service to Fightful.com. Excellent, extraordinary, top-notch combat sports news site. You get your pro wrestling, MMA, and boxing all in one place. You just want to focus on the wrestling, you go to FightfulWrestling.com. You have all your wrestling news there, but if you want more, you want some extra content, you go to FightfulSelect.com, you sign up for the premium service, you get tons more content, tons more podcasts, you get my 205 Live NXT recap show. These days I'm doing an NXT UK exclusive recap show because they're pumping out two hours of programming every week, so I'm doing that as well. Uh, I, there's uh, Steven Jensen who does the Weekender podcast where he covers all non-WWE programming. Yeah, this week he had a lot to talk about, right? AEW. That's uh, that's some big news. Uh, there's the uh, uh, Fightful Report, which uh, managing editor Sean Ross Sapp does every Wednesday. That's sort of like the area, the 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 um, the flagship show. You get all sorts of members only podcasts. Uh, there, retro review, retro pay per view reviews. Royal Rumble 1998, right on time for Royal Rumble season. The first televised Royal Rumble. I reviewed that with Sean. Was a good time. Was a fun, fun show to do. Sean does dark match commentaries. Look, go over. Take a look at the tiers. It starts at $5. And you get a whole bunch of fantastic content. Do consider. Do consider doing that. It'll be fantastic. I'm even... We're adding more content to Fightful and Fightful Select. I'm even... Hey, you know what? There's a... There's... 
there's a, there's a podcast on the way that I might be involved in that I just might be involved in another one with a, a certain editor of a certain large women's wrestling only website. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. So that that's what I'm doing on Wednesday. Then you can come back here on Thursday, special time, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I will be joined by Laura Morrow, uh, a wrestling writer, connoisseur over in the British Isles. We will be doing our NXT ta UK TakeOver Blackpool prediction show. That'll be this Thursday. Laura is a fantastic fantastic human being she's she uh she covers the british scene uh women dudes she's got it all covered uh so we're gonna have a great time talking about nxt uk uh takeover blackpool that's on thursday 4 p.m eastern standard and then on saturday i'm gonna do a post show for again takeover blackpool on fightful.com not fightful select fightful.com and I'm going to be joined by Kristen Ashley of Daily, uh, Daily. Well, yeah, she does write out that the Daily DDT, but of, uh, of Diva Dirt. She's going to join me. We're going to have a, a, a nice time immediately after the, uh, the, uh, the pay-per-view. Let me know, Chad, are you watching NXT UK take over Blackpool this weekend? Talk about it. Let's, uh, let's see how it goes. It's a new year, guys, gals. It's a new year resolution time, right? I'm sure you have a whole bunch of resolutions set up. Is one of your resolutions is one of your resolutions to watch more pro wrestling? Well, it should. It should. And the folks over at powerslam.tv can help you watch more pro wrestling. Powerslam is a subscription service where you have access to thousands of wrestling shows from dozens, not, not just dozens. Uh, I don't know how many promotions they have there. They have a whole bunch of promotions over on, 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 on uh, powerslam.tv. They, um, they have Defy Wrestling out of Seattle, which had incredible shows just this past December. Bar Wrestling out of Los Angeles, which is starting to uh, build up uh, their own, uh, you're starting to hear that name pop up a lot a lot more. Sm Smash Wrestling from Canada. Listen, you guys. Smash Wrestling, uh, based out of Toronto, Ontario. Just this weekend, I was checking out the service, seeing what was on. I watched, in one same episode, Ali versus Sue Young, Casey Spinelli versus Tessa Blanchard, and Jordan Grace versus Lufisto. That's all just in one episode of Smash. They have a lot of talent talent exchange with uh, the folks from Impact, so it's always a good time. Uh, and you want dream matches? Sometimes you think, man, I would like to have a dream match once in a while. And a lot of people, you know, recently with the high-profile uh, matches that happened at Wrestle Kingdom a couple of days ago, which I watched, I won't get into right here, but... You know, a lot of people are very high on Will Ospreay now. It's, wow, Will Ospreay versus AJ Styles, that'd be fantastic. Well, it's happened. It's happened before in Rev Pro, and you have access to classic Rev Pro matches, just like AJ Styles versus Will Ospreay. All of this on Power Slam TV, and I appreciate them very much for reaching out and supporting the the Mr. Warren Hayes show. And they're doing they're going to do something really cool 
for all of you who are watching right now, who are who are fanatics of the Warren Hayes show. If you go to powerslam.tv and use the promo code Warren Hayes, you get a full month of PowerSlam TV free. That that's in like zero dollars. You just drop in there, drop the code Warren Hayes. You know you want to type Warren Hayes somewhere. You know you do. Aside from, you know, the block button on Twitter. <laughs> but just go right here, right, right here. Powerslam.tv, use the promo code Warren Hayes. You get a full month free. Uh, important to note that it works on the website. Doesn't work within the, the application if you download that, but it does work on the website and you have all access to all the incredible content. Check it out. I want to thank Powerslam for supporting the Warren Hayes show. It's a great service. There's a lot of great stuff. Go check it out. Yes, chat. It is free. It is free. Oh. There's a lot to talk about today. There's a lot I'd love to talk about, and I'm just going to slip in a quick word about All Elite Wrestling because I haven't had a chance to mention it. I know this is the Raw Recap, folks. I promise I'm getting to it. All Elite Wrestling is going to be fantastic. It is exactly what the universe needs right now. There's bidding wars, wars happening right now in the world of professional wrestling. There are avenues, large avenues for pro wrestlers to have different types of opportunities opening for them. It is a beautiful time to be a wrestling fan. This is only going to be good for all of us. This is only going to be good for all of us. Now, now this is important. Kenny Omega, right? Probably going to end up in all elite wrestling. He said a couple of days ago that, uh, well, or was it just yesterday or the day before? I looked at the timelines, but it was announced on Tokyo sports that, uh, or was it Yahoo Japan? I don't remember. It was public. He publicly said that he's not renewing his contract with new Japan. So he's gone. Probably <laughs> right. Because Kenny has done this before in the past. He said, oh, I'm done with New Japan. You know, right now. <laughs> I'm done for now. And then like two months later, he pops back up. So we'll see what happens. But I mean, it, 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 of course, all signs point to him going to AEW. He's definitely not going to WWE. I don't think that's going to happen. That's not going to happen. Um, But... Uh, He's probably going to go to AEW. He's not going to go to Ring of Honor. It was just announced, revealed, or at least, no, it was um, Dave Meltzer who said that he heard that Ring of Honor and New Japan have decided to work together and not AEW. Now, I don't know how that will affect Kenny Omega's plans. But one thing's for sure, if he goes to AEW, uh, New Japan is done with Kenny Omega for sure. We'll see what happens. I'm just, you know, the important thing in all these things is that Kenny Omega does the best choice for him and that he's happy and that's really what matters. Just like Kushida. And Kushida, classic, uh, one, one of the uh, top cruiserweights, juniors, junior heavyweights 
of New Japan. He wrestled, he's been wrestling there for eight years. He's he's uh, mentioned uh, very. Um, he's mentioned. Uh, he's talked about in very. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, in very uh, 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 reverent uh, words, terms. People love the guy. He has a great work ethic. Ethic. Uh, he's carried the division for tons of years. He's done everything he has to do there. He left. He also is not renewing his contract. A lot of speculation that he's going to WWE. I this to me this is a huge deal. It's just as big as Kenny Omega because uh, because the junior division was Kushida for almost a decade. He's such a fantastic worker and a great guy. I am looking forward to seeing what his next step is. I'm hoping, you know, as a as a 205 Live mark, and I've tweeted this out, and I've attracted a bunch of idiots on that tweet, but if he goes to 205 Live, we're going to get Kushida versus Cedric Alexander versus Buddy Murphy versus Hideo Itami versus Leo Rush. And, you know, why not sneak in a match with Mustafa Ali then? Who boy? Who? I'm getting the steamy heenies just thinking about it. Aren't you? And then I get, I post this out on Twitter and then people are like, well, no one watches 205 Live. And they're saying that as if it's some kind of uh, counter argument to him going there as if him, no one watches 205 Live, so... You know, so the matches, the, the, the matches are still going to happen. And then if you, if you don't, if Kushida goes there and you're still like, oh, I'm not going to watch it. Well, then you're the problem. It's not anyone else. It's funny how people take this weird pleasure into really beating down on stuff that they don't like. And don't get me started on the people who are tweeting and then openly admit because i've asked them the questions do you watch 205 live and they say no i don't watch 205 live and i'm like don't talk about shit you don't know you, you you don't follow that you don't you haven't done your research on you know twitter doesn't always have the answers oh but twitter says it sucks yeah yeah twitter says a lot of things anyway anyway See, I agree with Jake, who joined the chat. How you doing, Jake? You were right. He can have so many matches. 205 Live isn't a bad place to go. It is not. It is not. And here's the thing. I'm getting to Raw. I'm, I swear I'm getting to Raw. But here's the thing. 205 Live has, been, has had so many false starts within the past 18 months. Let's not forget. We had Neville, who, Neville, who left... There was the whole thing. Austin Aries left. Enzo left. Rich Swan, the Rich Swan situation. And these were all people who were gravitating around the Cruiserweight title that they were trying to build a division around. Then finally, when they got rid of Enzo, then someone in WWE, and it's rumored that it's Triple H, brought the hammer down. Boom! The sledgehammer down because it's Triple H, the King of Kings. And he decided that the goofiness on 205 Live was enough. 205 Live is going to be about the work. It's going to be about the in-ring. And it has been fantastic this year. Anyone who is shitting on 205 Live saying, they haven't watched it. 
they haven't watched it since this third or fourth reboot that happened this year. So if WWE did not believe in 205 Live, didn't believe that there was something they could do with the division, they could have pulled the plug. They had numerous occasions to pull the plug. When Enzo, when the Enzo shit pulled out, they could have pulled the plug right there. When Rich Swan beat up his girlfriend, allegedly, they could have pulled the plug there as well. Why didn't they? Because someone figures that there's something good that can still come out of here. And I don't care how much money you think WWE has and has access to, they would not keep on a brand or any kind of investment if it wasn't making money, if they didn't have a plan for it, if they weren't, if they didn't have a, a, a vision, even if it's a midterm vision, I'm not even talking long-term, they had a medium vision, medium-term vision, they would, uh, even if they had a medium-term vision, they would hang on, they, they, they'd hang on to the brand, they'd make something out of it. And now they're so close. So no one watches it. There's no prestige. Then why not put a guy like Kushida in there who will bring in the hardcore fans because 205 Live is not for the kids. It's not for the casuals, kids. It's not for the people who really get entertained by Alexa Bliss screaming at someone for coffee. It's for people who want to watch wrestling, who want to to see guys pull out some crazy moves and tell some great different stories than what we see on SmackDown and Raw. You bring in a, a, a fan favorite like Kushida, big name, you put him there, that'll add some prestige to your brand. You can talk to me about Hideo Itami all you like. Hideo Itami never had the reach that a guy like Kushida has. Like, Kenta is a hardcore's hardcore. You know what I mean? Kushida's on another level. He's a he's a he's another step. He's somewhere between a a, a Shinsuke Nakamura and a, a, a and a Hideo Itami. And and I'm not talking about ring ring talent. I'm just talking about uh, a name value, presence, uh, 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 hype. All right. So I had everything I had about it. That's that's. That sums it up. <laughs> uh, yes, Graham, I'm going to start breathing. Thank you. Uh, Jake says, yeah, people keep saying the same about Impact Wrestling too. They say it's crap and it's terrible, but then they haven't watched it in years. Uh, that is absolutely true. Like, If the last things that you watched in, in Impact still involved Jeff Jarrett, if you watched Impact now, you'd, you'd, you'd completely flip over. Now again, I'm talking a little bit out of my out of my depth here because I don't really watch Impact. It's mostly it's not because I don't it's not because I it's not a question of not liking the products. It's just at some point, man, I cover everything WWE does. Sometimes I just need a wrestling break. But my 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 you know I have some esteemed colleagues like Anthony of Smart to Death who is here in the chat. Thank Anthony, thank you for coming. Uh, Sean over uh, on uh, 
uh, on Fightful. They have a lot of great things to say about Impact. You see the reactions on Twitter. People uh, gravitate to it when when Impact is good. It's good. And I agree if people just wantonly crapping on stuff without knowing anything about it. It's not any, it's not any better. <laughs> KNH says, if WWE can keep main event, they surely can keep 205 Live. Touche. And you know what? Production-wise, it's pretty much the same thing. Because they're not creating another venue. They're not create. you know, it's, they tape, they tape main event at Raw and they tape, uh, and they tape, uh, uh, um, five Live at SmackDown. So production wise, it's the same type of cost. You know what I mean? It's, they're not creating new expenses. That's what I'm trying to say. Speaking of main event tonight on Raw, Lacey Evans and EC3. We're both competing in main event matches. Not on main event as in the last match, but matches for main event. Oh my goodness. I'm going... I haven't... Guys, it, everything is going so fast tonight. I, even, I haven't even done bold predictions. But... <clears throat> bold predictions! <laughs> We're going to zoom through them, unfortunately. But because... I was really happy. I'm going to do them because this is the first, this is the first, uh, show of 2019. And I felt, I felt like a lot of people on Twitter missed the bold predictions because I had a whole bunch of them and I had to make some choices. There were some really good ones. Let's, let's just get right to it here. Let's just, uh, jump right in. We have, we have Kristen Herzog who says after the main event, Corbin comes out. Despite not being GM anymore, continuity is overrated. <laughs> he still sets up the loser loses hair match for WrestleMania between Drew McIntyre and John Cena. The losers cut hair will then the losers cut hair will then be added to Corbin's head with glue. I think at this stage, uh, uh, John Cena's hair is a meme. So yes, let's make it happen. Thank you, Kristen. Legendary JF. I don't know if he's in the chat tonight. Cena will join the hair club for men. I think there's a theme this evening. And become WWE's resident barber, leading to a WrestleMania match with Brutus Beefcake and a Clippers on a barber pole match. But still very bold. Thank you, JF, for this. Squared circle psycho babble. Our truth shows up and announces that he's in the Royal Rumble and he wants to enter as number one. Of course, our truth would do that. He'll probably ask to be in the women's Royal Rumble on top of that. And the fact that he shows up on Raw makes him even more confused because he's a SmackDown guy. Good, good, bold prediction. NWO Wolfpack for life. Red Rebel Adapt. Says Brock Lesnar goes on a rampage. F5's Hogan, Flair, Mojo Raleigh, Alexa Bliss, and Corey Graves. Oh, that would have been so much better than what Lesnar did tonight. Let's move along. Thank you for that. Red Josh LeBlanc. LeBlanc? I've done this bit before. I'm not doing it again. Alexa comes out to open the show. She puts up the mic to her lips, but Becky Lynch's music hits and she walks down the ramp. Just before Becky gets near the ring, she is attacked from behind by Champa! Thunderous chorus of boos fill the arena. Champa just leaves. This is not only a bold prediction. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a fantasy for me. Thank you, Josh. The fifth doctor 
says Shane announces he signed with All Elite Wrestling. You know what? Shane Shane took over WCW from his dad. Let's not forget that. I wouldn't put it past him. Bohemian Rhapsody joins us, says, lights black out. Gong. Taker then appears with the new Ministry of Darkness, Demon Balor, Bray, Sanity, Ember Moon, and they crucify Hulk Hogan. Like what they were doing, going to do with Steph, but without the marriage part. Although, marry Hulk Hogan to Bray Wyatt. You've got yourself a great angle there. And finally, Crash Idol, Jacob. Jacob, well, he makes so many appearances here, but I think he's a really funny guy. Kurt Hawkins pins Kurt Hawkins in a match where with Kurt Hawkins as the special guest referee. The new general manager, Kurt Hawkins, restarts the match because cursed Kurt Hawkins fast-counted Kurt Hawkins when the match is restarted. Hulk Hogan wins somehow. Zack Ryder's on commentary. Thank you for that, Jacob. Those are our bold predictions. Those are our bold predictions. They are so bold. The boldness overcomes us. On a daily basis. Oh, Fritzlemania is legendary GF, JF. You change your name, man. You have to give me a heads up about that stuff. How's everyone in chat? J King. Oh, God, they haven't even hit the main roster and they're already on a show uh, that like 12 people watch. Yeah, but they have to, you know, they have to start somewhere. And I think, I think more people watch main event than we, we, we believe. I really do. I really do. All right, let's get into Raw. Raw starts off with Bobby Lashley and Seth Rollins fighting. Apparently, they've this has been brewing for months. For months. It's not as if Seth has uh, had a feud with a you know a former best friend of his for months. No, 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 no. We're talking about Bobby Lashley here, aren't we? God damn it. John Cena hits the ring. He cuts a promo. He says that the road to WrestleMania started. I correct me if I'm wrong. And Chad, feel free to feel free to to uh, crush me up against the wall here. But it seems to me, seems to me that the road to WrestleMania always starts at Royal Rumble. Anyway, he says he'll be damned if he gets left out this year. Yeah, not nothing about you know, no being left out for. You know, the entirety of the buildup and then getting my ass handed to me by The Undertaker this year. <clears throat> he officially inserts himself into the Men's Royal Rumble this year. And here's the thing. It's a... The, the Royal Rumble, to me, is like... It's like going to a potluck dinner, right? Like at work. People organize a potluck dinner. And then Susie, you know, Susie from accounting, she always prepares this excellent carrot cake, right? And she brings the carrot cake. She makes enough for like 20 people. And you're about 30 people in the office. If you don't get to Susie's carrot cake early enough, there's not going to be any carrot cake left. So the first person who gets to Susie's carrot cake gets to eat Susie's carrot cake. This is kind of like, this is the Royal Rumble. I mean, everyone can be like, look, hey, I got to the cake first, so I'm in. 
I mean, there's no real selection. You know, there's the first position and the 30th position, which are, you know, are special. We understand why. But, whew, you know, why doesn't Mojo come out and say, I'm inserting himself? What's he waiting for? What's his thing? Oh, you know, at this time of year, and this is what Cena was saying. At this time of year, everyone's jockeying for position. You know, everyone wants to, you know, everyone wants to get into the action, right? You know, everyone's jockeying to to get into the Royal Rumble. Well, go, Mojo, go. I mean, if you're waiting for Vince McMahon to put you in, it's not going to happen. Anyway. <laughs> um, Drew McIntyre comes out. He cuts a very good promo on uh, on John. And John tries to be cutesy with his hair. You know, go, oh, you mean this hair? Because Drew makes a comment about, about his hair. And he's like, yeah, Drew says, I don't care uh, who you share your bed with, who you shared it with, or I don't care about your hair. And then John literally, like, inserts himself and goes, like, oh, oh, you mean this hair? You know, John, John at some point, he sort of has to, he has to remember that not everyone has the luxury to ad lib like he does. And I'm not saying that Drew can or cannot, but Drew is still very much being told, stick to the script, which is something that doesn't apply with your boy John, right? Anyway. Um, so basically, uh, they, they banter a bit, um, and uh, you know, John, uh, Drew says uh, he cares about you know John being the greatest of all time. Uh, and that's why he wants to beat him. John says, yeah, I'm sick of, you know, people always cutting the same promo. But then again, it was a good promo. And it's convincing when it's coming from a guy like Drew. But then Leo Rush comes out with Bobby Lashley saying that, uh, you know, something has to be done about Seth Rollins. He keeps attacking Bobby Lashley. He threatens legal action. And as he's threatening legal action, Seth Rollins attacks Bobby Lashley, then that drags Dean Ambrose out, then Cena comes in to go after Ambrose, which brings Drew into the melee, which then gets Finn Balor out to his music, and a huge pop. Man, that reaction Finn got. You know, the, everyone keeps, you know, we've heard the rumors, the stuff, the stories, that a couple of, about a month ago now, uh, a little over a month when Oscar came out to that big reaction that she had at SmackDown Live, Vince McMahon was there and he was impressed. Well, I hope to hell Vince realized, saw the reaction that Finn got. I, I, it baffles me how over Finn is able to to stay despite him being booked like um, a German Shepherd. How would you book a, a German Shepherd, you ask? Well, my answer is you book a German Shepherd just like you're booking Finn Balor right now. Um, so they all fight, and this leads to a match, a good match, I should say. I'll probably skim through a lot of the uh, a lot of the um, the the match deets, um, you know, where basically everyone was. When I mean everyone, I mean the faces were trading, being baby faces in peril, if only to allow Seth Rollins to get the hottest of hot tags. Holy hell. Holy hell. 
Uh, he when he gets the hot tag, he he clears everyone out. Enziguri's Drew McIntyre. He does a springboard moonsault off the second turnbuckle uh, to the outside onto uh, Dean and um, and Lashley, which was freaking awesome. Back in the ring, hits the Falcon Arrow on Drew. Covers him, gets two. He avoids the inverted Alabama slam by Drew. Cena hits an AA on McIntyre, but Cena eats a spear by Bobby Lashley, but Bobby Lashley eats a super kick from Seth Rollins. Uh, he misses his frog splash. Dean gets tagged in, but uh, circumstances happen, and Finn, uh, not Finn, but Seth hits the stomp on Ambrose out of nowhere, clean as a popsicle in my mouth. He beats Dean Ambrose, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring. We then get a shot of Triple H, who is up on the uh, the Tatantron, talking. <laughs> he has a coffee in his hands and <laughs> sort of chatting with uh, Sasha and Bailey. What do you think they're talking about? You know, it's like, hey, hey, you remember, remember Brooklyn? Yeah, we remember Brooklyn. Yeah, I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait till Vince is gone. When does this football league start again? Oh, you know, Vince. You know, <laughs> um, and eventually, you know, Seth goes backstage, finds Triple H, smacks the cup out of his hand, wrist in peace cup. That was <laughs> wow, and he demands a, a a match against uh against Dean, and he wants it tonight. So it's like. Uh, Triple H goes, yeah, okay, yeah, you got it, but it's going to be uh, false count anywhere for the Intercontinental title, and everyone is okay with that. Bit of a pop, to be honest. But Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, you guys are the workhorses? Then workhorses work. Good on them. Uh, next uh, is the um, Gene Okerlund Hulk Hogan segment. I honestly don't know how to approach this, friends. Um, I'm going. I'm going to go. Okay. It's gonna be. It's gonna be pretty simple here. Of course, when I was a kid. When Hulk Hogan was at his peak in the 80s in the WWF, I, w I was a kid. I was a, t uh, a, a young teenager. And yeah, he got me into wrestling. Yes. Tom as a hero. Sure. Absolutely. And that will never change because that's history. People evolve. People change. You grow up. Stuff happens and your opinions about people can change. Now, what I felt when I was 12 years old, watching Hulk Hogan beat up King Kong Bundy is one thing. Having him go on racist rants as a grown adult I don't care what you made me feel when I was a kid. That changes the nature of a relationship. 
Um, it just happened. And I don't like Hulk Hogan anymore. I really don't. Um, and we're going to get one thing clear. Just between you and me. He didn't slip up and say a bad word. Like a lot of people would would like to say or who maybe just misunderstand the situation. He didn't, it's not a PewDiePie thing where an improper word was just blurted out. Hulk Hogan himself said he is a racist. He said that himself. I have, I have the, the words right here. He said, quote, I mean, and he's talking about his daughter who's dating a black, a black guy. I mean, I'd rather if she was going to some fucking N-word I'd rather have her, her marry an eight-foot-tall N-word worth $100 million, like a basketball player. I guess we're all a little racist. Fucking N-word. It's not, it's, it's not a slip of the tongue, folks. I just, want, I, I just want to make that very clear. Now, yes... Unfortunately, I am of the opinion that WWE has been itching to get Hogan on television for so long that they did use this opportunity to make it happen. There is a million ways they could have made this happen. They could have had pre-taped segments, any kind of thing, but no, they decided bring them out live. Have him do the pose down, the I am a real American music, the whole nine yards. They decided to do this. And I've struggled with this for a better part of the day. I mean, let's be honest. It didn't preoccupy my mind all that much. But, but when I did think about it, I did struggle with it because, yes, his relationship with Mean Gene Okerlund is phenomenal. It's close. And I agree with many people who say that Hulkamania probably would not have gotten over as quickly should it have not been, if it had not been for the repartee he had with Okerlund. They were close. Hogan has a reputation of being very loyal to people who help him. And they were great friends to the end. So having Hogan come and pay tribute to Mean Gene makes sense. They could have picked anyone else, though. It would have made sense for Eric Bischoff to induct Bill Goldberg into the, w into the WWF Hall of Fame. WWE Hall of Fame, excuse me. But they put... They didn't bring Eric Bischoff. They got Paul Heyman to do it instead. But it would have made sense for Eric Bischoff to do it. If WWE wanted a tribute, they could have, they were ready to pull out anyone. They could have pulled out anyone. Sorry about that. They could have pulled out they could have pulled out Ric Flair, who has an equally storied history with Gene Okerlund. Whole other subject. But the point here is that they brought Hogan out in a very calculated move, 
And if you don't think that WWE doesn't think about these things and doesn't un and, and 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 doesn't weigh these decisions, what they're doing, you're naive because WWE lives on its perception. It lives entirely on its perception, on how it projects itself. But like I said, I struggled with the idea because of the relationship that Hogan and Okerlund have. But the minute I saw the tweet from WWE Today hawking Hulk Hogan merchandise, it pissed me off because now the presence of Hulk Hogan outshone Gene Okerlund. And his very presence and the nature of his controversy makes us talk more about Hogan while we should be remembering Gene Okerlund. Did you see that video package? Of course you saw it. It was a highlight from the show tonight. It was a highlight I've been watching Gene Okerlund since the 80s there's people who watched him throughout the 90s it's not just old guys like me who's who've been in contact with this legend I was misty eyed WWE is able to do this they're capable of doing of producing these fantastic works from time to time but all we're doing now is we're talking about fucking Hulk Hogan and how it was a bid to put him in a human spot. Humanize the guy. Oh, yeah, look, he has feelings. Of course he has feelings. And he can, he can go, uh, he, can, he can stay at his house and mourn his buddy. He's entitled to that. It is an extremely bizarre move from WWE to have decided to bring him on knowing full well that it would likely overshadow everything about, about Gene. Anyway. That's what, <laughs> that'll be that about the segment. I thought the video was outstanding. And it is the kind of thing that whenever I'm going to need a good cry, I'm just going to look it up on YouTube. Oh, look at Sean Ross Sapp. He's in my chat right now, hawking his products. Look at that. And now Anthony's doing that too. Oh, brother. Look at, look at these guys. I, 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 you know, I'm friends with these people. I work with them. They come on my stream and they start plugging their... Go to power, powerslam.tv, promo code Warren Hayes, one month of tons of wrestling content. Never, never mind what they're doing. <laughs> Next, we had um, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus The Revival. And... God bless these guys for um God bless these guys for um for doing their best 
to follow up on a very emotional moment nonetheless because, man, the Gene Hogan segment, that sucked a bit of, I mean, understandably, you know, people sort of felt a little down. They needed a bit of a pickup. It was a tough act to to, to follow. Lumberjack match, all the tag teams are there except Authors of Pain. Authors of Pain were not there. Um, and the, the revival, I don't know if you, you, well, you guys probably, you guys probably know this because yeah, you, you know, you're, you're smart people since you come, you come hang out on, on Warren Hayes's channel once in a while. Um, they had hashtag FTR on, uh, the revival. They had hashtag FTR on their trunks. Now, you know, if you watched being the elite, it's a meme over on being the elite. It's a, it's a running gag. Where FTR either means forever the revival or fuck the revival. And it's really interesting that they're that they're sending this out. I thought it was funny. This was a fun match. I like this aside. There was a lumberjack match. I don't like lumberjack matches. I really don't. And I discovered on Twitter tonight that I was not alone in not liking lumberjack matches. Uh, and the lumberjack matches here... The lumberjacks here. What were they good for? It, it it didn't even serve a purpose. The guys were flipping around outside the. Um, they were flipping around uh, onto the floor. Maybe at first they were tossing people in, you know. But then at some point it became really really lax and. It's like, <laughs> what were they there for? And they weren't even relevant to the finish. I will point out here. I want to mention. Uh, Chad Gable's uh, uh, use of the Greg Gagne head scissors to take down the Revival. You know, the Revival are always talking about, you know, old school wrestling. Well, you can't get more old school than pulling out Greg Gagne's moves. Holy shit. That was cool, though. They were pulled off wonderfully. Crowd is dead for throughout the match, though. But again, it's not, I, it, it's not these guys' fault. They just had a tough act to follow here. Um, it was a close, uh, some close falls. It was, um, I, I there was a, a really cool spot where Gable hits a German suplex on, on Dawson and he hits, he goes into the bridge and, uh, Wilder jumps off the top rope for a full body splash onto Gable while he's in the bridge. That was a cool spot. What wasn't as cool was the ending. It was a bit awkward. There was a, a backslide situation going on, which wasn't... Anyway, it, the ending arrives when Dawson rolls Gable up, but then Rude sh shoves the roll over, and then so that Gable gets on top of Dawson, but Dawson's foot is clearly touching the, the ropes. The referee doesn't say anything, and he counts to three, and the Lumberjacks are like... You know, they could have just pushed Bobby Rude back into the ring like they were supposed to, and would have avoided this situation, but there was, it was a lumberjack match where the lumberjacks didn't matter. What the? And the revival, yes, the, this conspiracy continues. And I think this, they're doing this on purpose because of how we react on the internet, because you know, there's a lot of, a lot of us, a lot of us marks who like the revival, but you know, you're, you're in deep shit. When, 
from all the tag teams who are on the ring, the only other team that's on your side and is repulsed by the result of the match is the Ascension. You know you're in deep, deep shit when your only allies in the tag team division are the Ascension. <laughs> that was a fun match, though. There was a lot of wrestling at this point in the show. There had been a, there were a lot, a lot of wrestling, and I liked it. Bob Ruski, nice to see you. M-S-T-E-P-N-E-Y-71. Thank you for coming. Elias is in the ring. He says he's had a great 2018 debut album, sold out MSG, which I always think is funny. Traveled around the world, and you thought 2018 was great. It's nothing compared to 2019. He throws himself into the Royal Rumble. He got to Susie's Carrot Cake. And he's going to win the Royal Rumble as well. Uh, Baron Corbin comes out. Uh, and uh, Basically, you know, he says that every that he deserves everyone's respect for all the 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 work he did as a uh, as a uh, as a uh, general manager of course but you don't get it you disrespect me you know not baron corbin's been fired from any administrative position on raw and yet he still comes out with his vest and his shirt and his slacks there's something very low key pathetic about it and i kind of dig it i i, I kind of like it He's clutching at the past. Or maybe it's like if you know if I keep if I keep looking good, I kind of like it. John says Rude and Gable have great chemistry together. Just, uh, talking about the tag team matches earlier, I just want to point that out. Good that's an excellent point, John. And it's surprising how well they've meshed together. That's really, really interesting. Uh Jake Bright says, no kidding, the Ascension have won like what two or three matches through their whole main roster run. But Connor's not a very good wrestler. Let's be honest. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not really good. I. You know. I. Be, I bet they're. I bet they're looking forward to finding a way to get fired from WWE so they can they can go out on the market. Anyway. Um. <clears throat> so we get a match between uh, Baron Corbin and uh, and Elias again. I'm going to run through this very quickly because I've ranted on other stuff this evening, but um, uh, I found, I want to point this out because I've been mentioning this uh, over my raw reviews, how I find that Elias's offense has trouble following his new baby face persona. Whereas a baby face, you're supposed to be more explosive. You know, you're supposed to come out quicker you know, be be more dynamic. And here tonight, I found that he there's a little step that popped up. I found that he's been that I found that he was really, really working more like a babyface tonight. Uh he because he goes right after Corbin, some chops, that second rope double mule kick that he does looked good tonight. Basement drop kick to Corbin was on the outside, uh diving forearm off the turnbuckle to the outside i think it was a forearm it was much more explosive everything he did was much much more uh energi energetic which is what you have to do when you're a baby face 
He was still working too much, too close, uh, too close to being a heel. Um, anyway, regardless of how explosive his offense was, he lost to Baron Corbin. He ate an end of days and he lost clean. Clean. But yeah, Elias is okay. Elias is bulletproof. He can he can take these kind of losses. Baron Corbin. Uh, <clears throat> Next, we get the Braun and Brock segment. I am not going to waste my time like they wasted mine. Holy hell. What was that? That was just bad. That was really, really bad. It was awkward is what it was. And keep one thing in mind, ladies and gents. Keep this in, uh, keep this fresh in your brains. Bro Brock Lesnar, you know, who appears seldom once in a while. When he appears, he gets paid the big bucks. Well, they paid him to come and do whatever he did tonight. Saunter around the ring. Stand backstage. And what was up with... Why are they... Ha Braun Strowman. The Braun Strowman that you and I love. The Braun Strowman that we want to see. Would have not stayed in the ring begging for Brock Lesnar to come out. The Braun Strowman that we love would have dropped the microphone and say, Beastie Boy, I'm coming to you. And yes, he would have already dropped the microphone and then said the words because Braun Strowman. And he would have ran backstage and tore shit up until he found Lesnar and then would have caved him under um, a bus. He would have flipped a bus on him. What are they doing with Braun? Yeah, and like uh, like M MSTPEP -E name Y. Uh, what is that split screen thing during the Brock Braun promo? It's like that. Have you seen that that application TikTok? It's a new application. It used to be called Musically. And then you know you you record yourself singing a song, and then you have a a feature on it where you can. It's called duets where you can sing that same song with the other person like in split screen that's what it reminded me of Kristen Ashley says I can't believe they insulted the Beastie Boys by calling him Beastie Boy <laughs> and like Jake said the more things change the more they say the same so much for freshness anyway this was dull it was dull it was dull 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 it was uh, uh, awkward and dull Jinder Mahal and Alicia Fox versus Apollo Crews and, and Ember Moon. This was a squash match for Apollo Crews and Ember Moon. Apollo Crews and Ember Moon squashed Alicia Fox and 170-day WWE former... 170-day former WWE champion Jinder Mahal. They both got squashed. But squashed. 
<coughs> Sean uh, over at Fightful sometimes tells me uh, on occasion there will still be people popping up in his mentions on Twitter saying that the Jinder Mahal uh, World Champion uh, WWE Championship run worked. Next, we get a moment of bliss. None of that was really good either, was it? Is it just me? Like, I really feel like there's literally 50% of the show tonight, which was good, great to good, or good to great. We'll go that way. Good to great. And then at some point, the all the oxygen was just sucked out of the arena. Was, uh, it's as if no one felt compelled to be doing anything anymore. Oh, uh, Kristen, I agree uh, in the chat. She says, Bliss is fantastic. I have, there literally throughout all the women who were in that segment, there is only one world-class promo there, and that is Alexa Bliss. Everyone else there. I, I want the Ronda Rousey heel turn as soon as possible. The baby face thing is, it, it's, it's not working. So, okay. I'm not going to get too much into it because, you know, I do want to, want to end the stream at a respectable hour um but basically uh, alexa bliss's <coughs> excuse me alexa bliss's uh guest is ronda rousey ronda rousey comes to the uh to the uh, comes out uh, they recap her 2018 then um uh, Alexa then uh, gets Ronda to say that her next opponent should be Sasha Banks. That brings out Nia Jax, who comes out gagging in the worst, worst thing you could probably hear on a microphone, aside from Nia Jax screaming directly into it. And she comes out and she says, oh, well, <laughs> maybe we should, uh, between Alexa Bliss and, and, and uh, Ronda Rousey. A point to be made here. Alexa is kind of, she's kind of pissed off at Rhonda because Alexa wanted Rhonda to challenge her, but Alexa was like, well, you're saying all these great things. I thought you were talking about me. Why aren't you talking about me? And Naya comes out saying, oh, well, you know, look, uh, maybe we should start up some romance music. Look at this. Look at this uh, girl, all this love here going on. There's no love. There's no love. Alexis telling Ronda Rousey, I'm sort of pissed off at you because you want to face Sasha Banks, not me. There's no love. What is she talking about? And then Naya comes out. She says stuff. And then uh, Sasha Banks comes out and she tells Ronda Rousey, yeah, I want to face you for the Raw Women's title. And Ronda's cool with that. And then Naya's not cool with that. So Sasha makes the match because uh, Sasha's Oh no, here's the thing. The Naya, wait a second. Now, hang on. Naya, she walks over to, to Ronda Rousey and she says, when am I getting my rematch? When, 
Just last week, Triple H was telling Seth Rollins, you're not getting your rematch, you have to earn it. And then this weirdo who comes out apparently seeing a love fest between two people arguing with each other. She comes out and not only she says, when am I getting my rematch? You don't get a rematch, Naya. Not anymore. You have to earn it. Well, at least fine. Let's make a match and make sure that you earn it then. So it's Sasha Bailey and Nia Jax. And this was not a good match. It just was not. And the the thing, the thing with Nia and 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 Sasha. No, I'm gonna start with Sasha. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember when Sasha was motivated? Because I do. I remember when Sasha was motivated. I want motivated Sasha back. Sasha motivated Sasha is fantastic. What does she need? Does she want? Does she need to be put in a title picture again? Is that what she wants? Give her something, anything, or let her, let her, let her attitude just go, and and fire her and let her go on to somewhere else. Well, she'll she'll find her smile because right now I feel like she's acting like 1996 Shawn Michaels. Well, my smile. I'm not bitching about Sasha, Kristen. I like Sasha. I love Sasha. I want her to be back to what she can be. But she wasn't good tonight. But I can also put, maybe put a lot of that on, on Naya. Naya was, this, this match was not good. It was just not good. Naya Jax, I've said this before, I'll say it again. She doesn't have the personality to pull off promos like she did. She tried ad-libbing and it just came out of came across as cringy. She's overacting. You can tell she's hamming, she's putting it on. It's not working. It, it doesn't connect. And that that Hurricane Rana at the end where she's on the apron and Sasha goes for a Hurricane Rana on uh Naya who's sitting on the apron. And Naya barely, she she just gives up on going through the motion. She just goes forward a bit and then oop, she stops. And then Sasha lands a flat on her back. I really hope when she got the bank statement on her right after that, that she cranked it in a little more. Fucking Nia Jax, come on. There's something with the Raw women's division, ladies and gentlemen. It's not the same. I think there's there's some stuff going on backstage for real. I really do. And we're just not hearing about it because everyone's tight-lipped about what goes on backstage. But, oh man. Anyway, this was not a good match. It just was not a good match. Neither Nia, neither Sasha looked good. Nia's still trying the face breaker stuff. I really thought that after TLC, when Ronda kissed the fa the, the fist face breaker fist, that we were done with that. But we're not. She's tried to use it on Sasha. And, oh. 
Kristen Ashley says, Bliss versus Moon, book it, refresh the division. Yes. Yes. Let's have, you know what? Even keep Natalia in that, in, 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 around there. And book Ruby. Book Ruby. Main event was Seth versus Dean in the no falls count, all the fouls count anyway. Oh, by the way, Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax. Um, because Sasha won the match, she's going to be facing Ronda Rousey at, at Royal Rumble, which means, uh, one last bit, bit of analysis here, which this means that Sasha Banks is not going to be in the Women's Royal Rumble. And... Unless you're completely oblivious to what went on tonight during the match, the, the women's match. Bailey came out. Tamina came out. There you have it, guys. That's your, that's your women's tag team feud right there. Boss and Hug versus Tweedledee <laughs> Tweedle something. Isn't that dumb? Not uh, not because they're dumb. It's not Tamina's fault either. Okay, here we go. Seth versus Dean to finish this off for the Intercontinental t Title. I like this. I thought that was. I thought that after every, you know, like I said, you know how the fifty percent of the match uh, of the uh, of the evening felt like the air was just being sucked out of the room. If I had been in the audience and these two dudes started wrestling backstage, I would have flipped out. I was like, my God, can I just get something good now at this point? Um, but, you know, they came back. I I, I, I like this. Uh, I, I thought this was a fun match for, for, for the time, for, for what it was, for the time they had allowed to it. Uh, of course, of course, because of commercials, we miss a big spot like a body slam through the commentary table. Of course, we're going to put commercials. <laughs> like Jay King says, it's a false count anywhere match that ended in the ring. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, of note, uh, you know, but you know, Seth splashing from the bleachers onto Dean, who was on the floor, was pretty cool. That straight punch that Dean got right on the nose. Ooh. I think uh, something tells me Seth had, it owes, him a, he owes him a beer or three. Wow. Dean used a chair. The, uh, he rips up the mat off the floor outside the ring. He lays into... To Seth sets up a uh, dirty deeds on the exposed concrete, but instead there's a reversal via back body drop by Seth, and it's uh, it's Dean that eats the that eats the the concrete. Get back in the ring. Um, Dean goes up to uh, up to the turnbuckle, but Seth goes quick as a cat right after him, up onto the turnbuckle, superplex into a buckle bomb. Because we saw the Falcon Arrow earlier this evening. Stomp, but Lashley, Bobby Lashley, 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 Lashley. Say it with me, everyone. Lashley, Lashley, Lashley. 
drags him, he drags Seth out of the ring, drives him into the barricade. He does the reverse dominator, a spear. It takes Dean forever to crawl over and get the win on Seth. Man, Seth really put over the strength of Bobby Lashley and his finishers. Took him a long time. He stayed down a long time selling the Dominator and the, the reverse Dominator and the and the spear. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a good time. Just take a look at some stuff happening in chat. Apologies, just made me giggle. Lost my concentration there for a second. Wasn't the first time. Won't be the last. I lose my concentration. Um, but yeah, and honest to God, this is the biggest amount of crowd reaction that Bobby Lashley has had since coming back to WWE. That was fantastic. This is what they wanted. That is exactly what they wanted. So it's it's it, I'm satisfied with this result. We're gonna get oh, and Bobby Lashley put Seth through a table. Uh, <laughs> by the way, but this is great. It's gonna set up a nice. Um, it, it it it's going to be a nice feud for for Seth at Royal Rumble. Uh, it's probably going. Uh, it probably should be a lot of fun as well. I like this match here that he had with Dean. Miles, miles better than their TLC match. Miles. On another planet here. But I think we're done with the Dean, Dean and Seth for now. But my prediction, folks, I think, I mean, the signs are becoming more and more clear. I mean, it took a lot to take Seth out tonight. Dean couldn't do it all by himself. He needed a sneak attack, a vicious sneak attack to take Seth Rollins out. He's winning the Royal Rumble and he's beating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. That, that's your official Warren Hayes prediction as of, as of January 7. There you have it. That was Raw. Very uneven show. I thought there was some great action. And I thought there was a lot of garbage. Uh, guys. Chat. Anthony wants to point out that... Uh, uh, that I'm very, I myself, I'm especially energetic for this time of night. Well, you know. J. King says, you know you're terrible when uh, freaking Tamina has more charisma than you. Fuck you, Lashley. <laughs> That's great. Um, Anthony also notices that the illuminating light from my microphone matches my headphones. I'm, I'm, I'm very color coordinated. That's the kind of thing that I... I work for and uh, Chris and Ashley asked, are you guys going to come to the NXT UK takeover review and mod the chat? 
not only mod the chat, guys, Saturday, right after NXT UK TakeOver Blackpool, on Fightful.com, it's not even a select thing, it's open for everyone, the plebs. We're doing this, Kristen and I, it's going to be a lot of fun, but in the meantime, come, come back tomorrow, SmackDown Live, Tuesday uh, at uh, 10.30 p.m., Eastern Standard Time, I'll be right here once again, entertaining the bejeebus out of myself and hopefully you as well. Uh, thank you all very much. All of you who are in the chat, thank you so much for popping in on this very first Warren Hayes show of 2019. If you're listening to this on audio now, uh, thank you. That's fantastic. Do consider subscribing. Consider subscribing to Mr. Warren Hayes, uh, youtube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. Consider following me on uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Mr. Warren Hayes as well. Consider all these things. But in the meantime, I will wish you, bid you adieu, and I will see you next time.